Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I need to watch my computer more. I'm not ready to go on back. Anyway, uh, bjshow.co. I am Brad. He is John. Together we make B... No, we can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Together we... Okay, I, I look, do a show. I looked this up, and I have to be honest with you. I'm a little bit surprised at this. Diane Rehm, R E H M. Um, she's older than I thought she was. She is. Uh, she's 87. I thought she was. Uh, she was uh, younger to that. Hold on, I got to clear my voice. <clears throat> okay, she used to do a show on KWMU. It came from WAMU, which is American University, which has a huge national public radio presence. They produce all these crazy shows out of WAMU and and American University. American University, do you know much about American University? Is that like... American was one of the only three schools that I looked at before I chose WashU. Really? It was one of the only three. It was was WashU, George Washington University, which offered a degree in political communication, and American University were the only three schools I considered. Well, she used to run a show called Diane Ream, and she had a horrible voice. Right? Yes. I'm, oh, nails <laughs> on the chalkboard. Right, and a horrible voice. And I made fun of her in front of someone who was a big Diane Ream fee, uh, fan, and I got, pardon the pun, I got reamed by this person because wow. of the fact that, that Diane Ream apparently had a stroke which somehow or another um, injured her vocal cords. Hold on a minute. And now, Brad, the, the stroke, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it might be in the Wikipedia entry, but she had a miserable voice before she had the stroke, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Like, Because she didn't have the stroke until the 2000s, correct? Here, let me read this. It says, in 1998, Reem began having difficulty speaking normally. Eventually, she was treated at Johns Hopkins Hospital and was diagnosed with spasmodic dysphonia, a neurological condition that affects the quality of her voice. The condition condition is treatable but not curable. After a short break, Reem's career continued and her radio show went on until December of 2016. But I know she had a stroke along the way somewhere. Um, Reem married John Reem, her second husband, in 1959, worked in the State Department, blah, 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 blah. After his death, Reem became a staunch advocate for medical aid and dying, arguing that no one should suffer. She has a two adult children, Jennifer. Um, I know she had a stroke. I remember reading that somewhere. Um, and... And but the sh- and she talked very slowly. This is Diane Reed. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you could, miserable. You could take coffee breaks between her words. You know what I mean? It was hey, Brad. Let me let me tell you. In in the summers when I was in and when I was in college, I worked at the Washington University Law Library. That was one of my work study jobs to get right. through school. Uh-huh. And uh, the librarians, to no one's surprise would have Diane Ream playing. And so I associate it, not only are you in a quiet environment, but then you have Diane Ream playing. Like, talk, <laughs> like how are you supposed to stay awake when you're, when you're around that environment? Well, but, uh, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is the 
the probably the most when I when I make fun of the the KWMU voice, the NPR voice, where they talk like that. The new lady, and you probably know exactly who this is, who does the only live show there between noon and one. She is the worst. She talks like this. We'll be back with our guest right after this. Is it Sarah Finsky? No, no, no. It's the new lady who's the you know about the whole. Oh, story. oh yeah, uh, one of the one of the Asian ladies that that uh, filled a. That checks a couple diversity boxes. Right, right. Um, I can't think of her name. John said that I didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, and by the way, for folks who want to read more about it, go to the Missouri Times, look for my column from the summer where we talked a little bit about how many diversity boxes the St. Louis Public Radio can check. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a story someday I'll tell about about me having a diversity issue with a local university, and it's actually sort of funny. I've told the story to people before, and they're like, "What? Come on, you got to be kidding!" And the funny part of it was, I was turned down for something, and I won't say what university. And this is within the, like the last nine or ten years, and I was turned down for something, and I got a letter saying, "Thanks, but no thanks." You know, I wanted to go back to school. I wanted to get another degree. Is what it, wrote, it came down to. And like a week later, the dean of this department who turned me down was a guest on NPR talking about how diverse their school is. And, oh, there you go. And the well, that explains it. At least well, you have an answer, right? Well, the interesting part of it was when I was told that I wouldn't quite fit in, I said, do you have something against old white guys? <laughs> wow. And boy, talk about a pointed question there. Which, and that, that's one that they can't answer, obviously. Which didn't, they, didn't go over very well. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine Shaw is the woman's name. There you go. There you go. And, and by the way, if you go to her LinkedIn profile, she makes it very clear that her pronouns are she and her. Now, on my LinkedIn profile, by the way, Brad, I don't mean to plug my own stuff, but let me do it. I, I did add pronouns the other day because I updated my profile. My pronouns are I, – what's really trendy, have you heard of Zay and Zim? Oh, it's, I, you know what? I, the, the other day right here on our very radio station with, with Armstrong and Getty, they had this, this – I guess it was a Facebook um, – I get confused which one's which – is it is it reels on Facebook? It's it's or yeah, is it, it's reels on Instagram and it's story it's uh it's stories on on uh, Facebook and it's shorts on YouTube, correct? Shorts on YouTube. And you know what? Now that I think about it, Facebook. I think Facebook and Instagram both have reels because they're owned by the same company. Right. And then shorts is on YouTube. Right. It was one of those two. Is either it was a reels or a shorts? It was some woman giving this dissertation on. She's got like another twenty different pronouns you know and i'm going it's like great. I'm it's going fantastic like, what is this so what's interesting about it is that on my facebook profile i have my pronouns i've had it for a couple years have you ever looked at my my facebook they, profile are they dude and dudeness yes <laughs> yeah that's on your twitter too i love that i love that and uh and the other two that i added to mine are icon and living legend <laughs> So when you go to my Facebook profile, I humbly de- – Zay and Zim are the, are the latest, hippest ones because those are in real life among that community. If you don't want to be a non-binary and be a they or them – because, Brad, that's not unique enough. If you want to be super non-binary, you're XE and XEM, which is what I am because, as I point out, I, I, I enjoy you know vacuuming and ironing and cooking. So I'm a Zay Zim. I'm also an icon and a living legend. Well, see, here's an interesting thing, and this is from my broadcast experience, broadcast copywriting, okay? Mm-hmm. I, if someone, sometimes people give me copy they've written, and I'll say to them, 
I'm going to make a huge change in this copy. And let's say it's like uh, Jim's, Jim's Plumbing Service, where Jim would say, hey, at Jim's Plumbing Service, we're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We will come to your house and fix your plumbing no matter what it is. Yes, we can handle everything. And I say, take out all the pronouns and put your name in every place. Yes. So, I, you know what, Brad, from listening to your stations, I've always picked up on that. You, you know, Jim's plumbing service is available 24 hours a day. Jim's has the equipment that will clean your drains. Jim's experts. Jim's is is fully, yeah. so, you know. Because they have to hear it. What is the line you got to hear? You want to hear three, it seven times? Oh, or what's what, the thing? There's, minimum, there's some popular maxim about that. Minimum of three times. Okay. So, in other words, instead of using pronouns, just per, the person's name over and over yes, and over again. exactly. Hey, you know what? And this is a, this is a unique pro wrestling fact. If you watch WWE for the last 40 years, formerly WWF, you'll notice that the wrestling announcers never say, he throws them against the ropes, he drops an elbow. They repeat the superstar's name every time. Well, exactly. And the line from Vince McMahon, and because Vince McMahon has a direct line to the announcer's headset, his signature line is, pronouns, pal. We don't use pronouns. We just use names. Interesting. Yeah, so next time you're flipping through the channels and you see WWE, listen to the commentator, you will never hear a he or a her or a him or a her. It's always, it's always their name. And you know WWE owns the copyright for 99% on the trademark for 99% of the wrestlers' names. Right. Well, go, hey, hey, go way back to Bob Dole. Remember, people made Bob fun of Bob Dole says Bob Dole says Bob Dole right. doesn't say his name. People, he would always speak like in third person. Like I'm Bob Dole. Like that's I'm, one of my favorite impressions. Right. Bob Dole. You know Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole wouldn't do that. You know Bob yeah. Dole is is the guy that's gonna that's gonna you know he never say I'm going to make the country better. Bob Dole's gonna make the country better. And I'm my thinking, favorite my favorite thing though to, to ask people when i'm being persnickety is i can't stand when people say hey you know they're trying to get the x out of y and the question you just ask is who's they people always say they are trying to ban something they're trying to pass something they're trying to stop something who is they well and when you get people to define they it's, it gets a little more clear it's sort of funny you should mention that because you know who ed golterman is right Oh, yeah, he's your buddy that, that saved the St. Louis Opera House. <laughs> right, right. Ed Golderman posts on Facebook eh, on a slow day about 100 times a day. <laughs> and, and Ed is always complaining about things. And one of, favorite, one of Ed's favorite rants is that the news media is told what to say. That they are told to say this and they are told to say that. And every time he goes off on this, I will reply back to him, okay, Ed, who is this that's telling the news media? Who yeah. is names names? I put that is the it other the Wizard day. of Oz? Or right. who's, Name, who's behind the curtain? Right, who's behind the curtain? You know, does he, what does he say to that? How does he respond to that? He doesn't. See, that's the okay. thing. If you, if you catch Ed in like one of his BS things, like I, I can give you a perfect one. Years ago, maybe not, that, maybe not that many years ago, maybe two years ago, Ed comes on and says, Johnny Rabbit is not allowed to talk about this, this, and this. <laughs> and I'm Johnny thinking to myself, Rabbit. well, I know Johnny Rabbit. So I got Johnny Rabbit's phone number, whose real name is Ron Ells. I know Johnny from way back when. Johnny was on KXOK back in the 60s. Wow, and okay. Johnny's got to be in his 80s now or something like that. So 
he posts Ed posts a couple times about this. Johnny Rabbits is 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 censored from saying this. He can't say this and he can't say that. At the time, I think Johnny Rabbit was still doing a Saturday night show on Camwex called Route 66, where he's playing like 50s and 60s movies or music and stuff like that. So I call up Johnny Rabbit. I go, Hey Johnny, Brad Hildebrand. Hey Brad, how you doing? Haven't talked to you in a long time. Okay, I got a question for you. Ed Golterman. He goes, oh, Ed Golterman, like that. Oh, man. And, and I go, here's what he's saying about you. And I go, is that true? He says, no. <laughs> he, says, yeah. he says, he says, you know me better. Nobody tells me what to say and what to not to say. He says, and he is. He's sort of a free-thinking kind of guy. He's actually a fascinating guy once you get to know him. I mean, just a brilliant guy. His mind goes at 1,000 miles an hour to this day. I had lunch with him one time, and I just couldn't keep up with the guy. So yeah. I wrote on, I wrote back. Back in Ed Golderman's post, Ed, I just talked to Johnny Rabbit. He says you're a liar because he's never been told by anybody. But it, to the point, he writes all this stuff. So the crazy thing about it is my point to Ed was, you know, the news media is told not to talk about this. and But nowadays, if you think about it, there was a day, maybe 30, 40 years ago, when there was Channel 2 and Channel mm-hmm. 4 and Channel 5. Hold on a minute. You had a few television outlets. You had the Post Dispatch, and uh, that was and, and that, that was, was about it. That was pretty right? much it. Had, okay. Well, you had the Suburban Journal. Suburban let's, Journals, let's give, but but pay they proper homage to the Suburban Journal. But they didn't really do hard news. They were more like, I, hey, Jim. They were community. Jim opened up a new candy store on the corner of you know Fifth yeah. and, and Clark. Okay, so back then maybe it was possible that some big important person called all the media and said, don't cover this story. But nowadays... A Fleshman Hillard or a giant agency ex- might call and exactly. say, don't badmouth our clients right. or else we're not advertising with uh, you. You have hit the nail on the head. In other words, yep. somebody like uh, an Anheuser-Busch uh, and something happened with them and Fleshman Hillard, who was their PR company, would call up the stations and say, and this happens, trust me, this happens. If you don't stop, if you talk about this, guess what, uh, that contract we've got with you for that advertising, uh, we might just cancel it immediately. Yep, that yep. kind of a thing. So, and today they would, they would, they might soft pedal it a little more because it's it's easier to record things and post it to social media. But I can't even imagine, Brad, what you saw, like you know, in the seventies or eighties, of how often that happened. And if you were a guy working in the newsroom, not you, but anybody else, like, what's your recourse to that? You can't post. There's no Twitter to post to to say I was just threatened see, by see, an age, by an account you, executive. At you Fleshman just Hillard. you just made my point because that's the point nowadays. Because you have the alternative media, which is essentially social media. Yep, Some, somebody, exactly. Somebody's going to find out about that, and it's going to be on Twitter. It's going to be on Facebook. It's going to be Instagram. They will record the conversation, and it will be on TikTok <laughs> right, in five minutes. Right. So yep. you you can't get away with that anymore. You yeah, can't. Absolutely. By, by not. the way, two times in my career. And I will tell the first time, and this is my old boss, Ted Smith from England, bloody Ted. Uh, we played this, the Billy Joel song, Only the Good Die Young. And there's a mm-hmm. line in there. It's, I think it's Catholic, gar- Catholic girls start way too late. Okay? Much too late. Yep. Much too late. Okay. The, the archdiocese went bananas over that. And, oh, wow. and we were threatened. Our station was threatened by schnooks specifically that if we did not stop playing that song, they would not continue advertising with us. Because didn't that, did the archdiocese go to Schnooks and have Schnooks put the weight on you? What's that? 
Did so? Did the archdiocese go to Schnooks and say, "Hey, well, as advertisers, I, I, go I, lean on that radio station"? I don't know. I don't know what that chain of events was. All I know is the Schnooks advertising agency called and said, "If you keep playing that song, we're gone." And, wow. And um, you know, there's a whole other story. If you want me to tell an incredible story about journalism. And I will tell you a story that I know the guy personally, a guy by the name of Gary Whitaker, who's now down in Springfield, Missouri, who used to be the news director of Channel 4. I will tell you a story that you won't believe that to this day has never been made. I mean, this could be made into a movie around what happened. And to a certain extent, on the periphery, I was involved with it, which is sort of a crazy thing. We'll but- start 2024 with that story, Brad, on January the 2nd. I'm losing my voice, so let's get a heck out of here. Uh, we got to leave because we are up against uh, 8 o'clock. We got to get Armstrong and Getty on the air here. Uh, we have to have news coming up here exactly at 8 o'clock. John, it's been a fun 2023, even though we've only done it for a short period of time. Looking forward to a long 2024. You too, Brad. It is 8 o'clock. <laughs>